What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to Gamer Credits. This is going to be Season 2, Level 4. Let's introduce the players. Player 1, BP. Yo, kid. What's going on? Oh, uh, you know, just a terrific Thursday. Hey, man, that's what I wanted to hear, man. Yes, so we sir. Dropping yes, dates. Sir. We dropping days of the week now, okay. Or is it even really Thursday? Who knows? Time cool. is an illusion. <laughs> Great save there, buddy. Great save. You know, in the multiverse, maybe it's Sunday. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's auditioning for the uh, MCU multiverse. Hey, man. Oh, yeah, this is a spoiler-free show, so don't worry. I can see people already uh, signing off. Like, oh, no, I haven't yeah. seen the movie yet. I mean, you know, it's, it's in the a... title, <laughs> the multiverse. So <laughs> I don't know how spoiler that could be. You no, know, it's not. Sure. You know, it's not a spoiler. How no, much money uh, that movie made? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not done what? yet. It is not. Oh, done no, yet. it ain't. No, it ain't. Mm. Speaking of not done yet, you hear player two in the background. It's sleepyhead Captain Starchild. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? That's all I got. That's, that's it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet. Everybody in, in like us or the audience? Both. Nice. Okay. <laughs> See? There I, you go. I never know with him. He always says that. I'm like, is he talking to us? <laughs> is he talking to the, the, the listeners? Like, hey, who is hey, he talking to? Hey, I, I dig say, it, man. What I say, everybody, that includes everybody. So, yeah. Hey, I dig it. That's part of the mystique. <laughs> it's uh, It's something, all right. <laughs> oh yeah, I also have a theory on the on a movie, by the way, but I can't say on the show, but it's a good one. So after the show, remind me to tell y'all. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. If you're still awake, we'll hear about it. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh jeez. <laughs> anyway, my bad. Go ahead, kid. Of course. Player three is your boy Kid Dream. So before we get into these topics today, does anybody have a gaming moment of the week? Mm. Should I complain about my PS5 experience, or should I just leave that alone? Technically, it'll be a gaming moment. Why not? All right, I'll keep it short. So uh, I was uh, gifted a PS5 that had a certain technical issue to it, so I knew that once I got it, I would have to send it in for a warranty repair. Got it repaired, got it sent back in to me to find out that they fixed one thing to, um, to maybe have broken something else. So now certain games may run, but other games won't. And all the troubleshooting steps that's online and what, what was told to me by Sony technicians, none of this stuff works. So I say all that to say this, uh, I have my hopes up high for wanting or having a PS5 just to have it all in, like an egg in my face right now. It's not the best feeling at all you know knowing that i have been with sony throughout most of all their consoles from two all the way to five to um because say i never had a bad experience until now and for it to be the five where there's a very very real uh, shortage on that console and yes. for the yeah you know there's third party uh, sellers trying to sell the, the console for a triple the price it's very hard to get this console. So to have your hands on one and it to be a lemon, it's it's a little a little stressful, I say the least. But as first world problems, so I don't want to make it too much about me, but I just want to just vent, basically. Um, Sony has a lot of explaining to do because when I went online to look at some of the troubleshooting steps, there's a lot of people having the same issue. 
So, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I, I'll say that does suck for you, you know, you know, Star, because, uh, you know, I know we kind of went into the conversation. I know I, I kind of semi-teased you a little bit about, <laughs> you know, the whole issue of technology that you have and everything, you know. Uh, not, not none of your fault, but it's just so crazy that everything like that always happens. But, you know, I want to put out there for those who kind of would hear all that and just be like, well, you know, it's clearly something you messed up. You know, it's like kind of put yourself in the shoes of what he's going through. And I mean, he's right. It's kind of unacceptable that given all the different troubleshooting tips that were put out there, he tried everything and it's still not working. And keep in mind, this is something that has happened once he got the console back from Sony. So that's crazy. Like, that's just something I want to call out real quick and be like, that. that's really... You know, I mean, no, no, nothing, no, nobody's perfect. You know, companies mess up too. But I mean, that's just to me, that was really unacceptable for this man to wait the time that he waited and then for it to still be messed up. Yeah. So I feel you on that star. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So technically, not a gaming moment because I technically don't have access to some of the games I like to play. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just tragic. <laughs> it is. It really is messed up. So what's going so. on with you, Brian? Oh. BP, sorry. That's <laughs> all good. Oh, man. I might have to change my name anyway. You know, <laughs> Brian PP, that, we'll go with that now. Nah. Um, so uh, I got two things, uh, just not to hold up enough too much time. Uh, the first gaming moment is dealing with uh, playing Overcooked um, with my youngest, my youngest son. Um, we're still advanced, steadily advancing. I think we got to the chapter 5-2. Um, so we're, I think we're close, hopefully, you know, Somebody can maybe tell them, tell me this later that we're closing in on beating the game, and it's getting really hectic. You know, it, it induces a lot of elements. I'm sure there's some who are familiar with the game, but if not, um, it's basically a game where you have uh, you're you're playing the chefs, and your job is to put together orders from like ingredients, like you know, chopping up tomatoes and uh, you know, boiling onions and oh, I think rice. I, I can't remember what the item is. Um, and then just preparing a plate and send it to, you know, putting it out for customers and everything that's happening in real time. There's like different challenges where you have like, you know, platforms that are missing you or you're, you're cooking in, in the air and like an air balloon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's very panic inducing. Uh, <laughs> so I can see how people, um, I think kid, you said off air that you get anxiety from the game. Oh God, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's definitely plenty of that, but it's still really, really fun, and I just feel like it's just a, it's just it's surprisingly fun, you know, because I looked and I didn't think much of it at first, but once you play it, it's it's really addictive. So I do recommend it, um, for anybody who hasn't tried it out yet, and that's on Game Pass. So, that's a bonus right, there. Right. Um, and the second thing, real quick, uh, actually has to do with me and Star being in GTA Online, for PS5, because that was the one thing he was able to, you know, get working. Um, and I'm sorry to do this to you, Star, but I had to point out how funny this was when we were actually doing a, a contract mission. And the contract mission had us going around robbing, I think, six different banking locations in GTA Online. I'm going to stress mm-hmm. that again so people don't think we're actually robbing places. Uh, <laughs> so, but we, had to, we did that. And the funny thing is, was I had you know, Star go in and take all the money from the bank. You know, the only thing I remember hearing was him complaining about the interior of the banks <laughs> and going on about like, like it was almost like this man was really auditing the bank. Like, why do y'all have the money just laid out on this table? Like this should not be like, I should not be able to just take all the money up like that. And I just thought that was hilarious. It should not be that easy. People. I don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, this, I don't want the game to set this type of impression to people that, like, Hey, you know what? It looks pretty easy to rob a bank. We should just do this in real life now. No, this game True. is not training you to do anything in real life. 
Not that we would want it to. I'm just going to throw yeah. that out there too, by the way. Yeah. But, <laughs> <All right. Dang. laughs> but, but, but yeah, we would definitely not want nobody to find out the hard way that, yeah, this is just, <laughs> just games, guys. Like this, you can't, this, this kind of stuff in real life can't happen like that. So Absolutely Please not. get that out your head. Yes. It's not real. Don't attempt but, it at home. But I thought that was just funny to share because I just remember thinking in my head, like, man, we're, we're here trying to get away from these cops. I'm trying to hold it down while he's getting the money and <laughs> just keep hearing them like, man, this is too easy. Like, what, what's really happening right now? I just hey, thought it was funny. To all the listeners, don't let BP fool you. He was not struggling holding back those police officers at all. Hey, that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> we were on a time schedule, sir. Oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was funny. But yeah, that's it for me. What about you, kid? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. You know, just when I thought I was done, they pulled me back in. Uh, <laughs> so I think at uh, end of last week, um, they added a new game to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know where this is going. <laughs> 2K22. But I did my, not uh, know where this was going. Oh, one oh, of my <laughs> worst enemies. I have a love-hate relationship with the 2K franchise. I... Because uh, a couple years ago, they added, I think it was like 2K19 to uh, Game Pass. And so I ended up playing it. Um, mm. And that was the first time playing 2K in like years. You know, because I've never been big into the sports games. And so uh, I, I think since 19, they've been at, uh, uh, they've been adding it to Game Pass over time. Um, and so, of course, finally they added 22. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Something new to play. So... Uh, just like an addict, I went back to it, played it, and, uh, you know, it always gets me, uh, the whole my uh, player, my career, whatever, because, you know, yeah. I always like the idea of, like, making a character, starting out as a rookie, and then, like, joining the Hall of Fame, and, like, you know, being this top player, but, uh, God, they push you towards the, the premium currency, VC, mm. oh, my goodness, you, I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, to be fair, I'm trash at the game, so... I'm sure if I was better, it wouldn't be as bad. I'm trash at the game. But, like, it's just so frustrating because you, you just start out so bad. And it, it just, the VC, it takes so much. And you get so little for the games. It's just, like, oh, you you, you got you made a shot? That's three VC. Oh, but mm. to upgrade your VC, that'll be about 5,000. It's like, what? Right. What? Do the math. You yeah. got to do a lot of shots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you get a quote unquote salary at the end of the game, you know, um, and you get the VC, you know, as you progress further and trade, and you can renegotiate and stuff like that. So you you can get more, but oh man, but it's still kind of fun. <laughs> so despite all that, it still has some fun tendencies to it. I mean, just mainly because it's on Game Pass. You know, if yeah. I went out and spent sixty bucks on this game, I, yeah, I'd be I would story. Yeah, right. I'd be pissed. But the fact that all I did was just download it and just you know play it here and there it's it's still frustrating <laughs> i don't want to forgive 2k but it's a lot more bearable yeah i got you i got you yeah this is just disappointing that it seems to be kind of continually heading that direction where it has like the vc you know uh yeah. mechanics to it like you said and then like just thinking back when you mentioned all that i was thinking back to playing um i think the last one was 2k20 that i played um and how frustrated i was with the you know the shots that I would take where it's like I'm wide open and I'll be like like six, seven shots in a row I would miss it, you know, every single time and I'm like, wait a minute, I made a shooter. Like I'm Yeah. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. So I that's totally I can feel you on that. It's like because I'm the same way. I, I I make a shooter. That's what I put all my points into. That's how I design my character, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like 
I understand, fine, I can't make every single shot. Like, that'd be boring. I understand that. But it's like, <laughs> why am I missing, like, 95% of these shots? Like, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, it's in- yeah man. Speaking I of interesting. Oh, I was going to say one more thing. I think each <laughs> of right. our um, gaming moments was more of a complaint. So we have to do one type of gaming moment where we can kind of say it was fun. Is there any gaming moments that were fun for anybody? Hey, man, actually, week? arguably mine was, was all fun. I mean, I got okay. to laugh at oh, you yeah, complaining you about the banks say, and, yeah, and, and, over, and Overcooked 2. Yeah. yeah, Overcooked 2, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So we did have one wholesome moment. So cool. All right. Well, I, I, mean, want, I have one for kid, but I don't know if he wants would want me to spoil it. Oh, you know, oh, the one that you texted earlier. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to hold it or not. Well, I'll, real quick, I will say my my moment was kind of positive. I I complained about the game, but it is still fun. I, I am still yeah. playing it. So. Okay, <laughs> there you uh, go. But uh, yeah, what BP is alluding to, I kind of uh uh, I went ahead and just uh uh, what's the I don't even remember the saying. I went ahead and bought it. Uh, Tiny Tina's. There it is. Okay. Yep. So the pressure is on, ladies and gentlemen. It you is. To... It'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. So now I'm gonna have to. I've been thinking about it. Like now I'm gonna have to do it. Although I will say, quick, quick rant. Uh, because there's like three editions of the game. There's the the PS4, uh, Xbox One version. Then there's the next gen version. So the PS5, um, version. I think it's called Next Level Edition. And then there's the PS5 Chaotic Edition or whatever. Uh, and so I was like, as I was reading into it, I was like, what is the next level edition? Um, basically what it is, is you get like some DLC pack, but you also get the PS5 improvements. And I was like, that's weird. I mean, don't know if I just buy the PS4 version, I get that by default. Regardless, so I looked into it. No, I looked into it. If you buy the PS4 version, you get the PS4 version. You do not, it does not have any PS5 improvement. You have to pay extra for that. Oh so, yeah, man. I was pissed about that. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So, granted, th- thankfully it was it was on sale. So, typically, I think the next level edition is like seventy bucks. I was able to pick it up for fifty five. Um, okay, uh, but I I was a little irritated with that. I was like, "That is that is frustrating that they are locking that behind you know at a mm-hmm. higher tier like that." That was frustrating. So, but in in sense, speak not no. Let me take that back. It doesn't really make. I about sense. to say. <laughs> but they have been putting like a, a timeline on a lot of the games, like even Mortal Kombat 11. I think uh, in the beginning, where the PS5 came out and they created the PS5, you know, version of that game, uh, it was free for you to upgrade to that PS5 format. But I think they have it where it was a limited time only. Um, maybe they haven't went on that or they stuck with just making it free. But a lot of companies was talking about making it limited time to give you a chance to upgrade to the to the ps5 version but then a lot of them was like after this certain amount of time you have to pay for that change so i, I heard that like companies were doing that regardless yeah that was initial like with like ea for example when they were doing that with like madden yeah yeah but i think like you know that was just honestly i mean i don't know what that was to be honest with you because i think most of us knew that wasn't gonna hang around for long like they weren't going to stick with that kind of model but they uh, anybody can was... squeeze that money out of us i mean mm-hmm. so we can't be surprised i mean it's, yeah 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 surprised yeah. no disappointed yes yeah yeah so but on to the topics right all right no there was no comments i was like all right 
cool. Oh, I thought you were just saying that as a buildup, you know, like you <laughs> thought you were building up the tension. It's like onto the topics, give him a pause moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there was actually some pause uh, this past weekend for a lot of Xbox players because Xbox services were down um for uh quite a while actually and a lot of people were not able to ask uh, <clears throat> excuse me oh god access uh digital games that they purchased as well as game pass due mm. to drm yeah yeah it was pretty uh it was a mess man it was quite a mess yeah, and i think from, happy. well i think some people still kind of go through it too right or did they ever fully fix it i think they're still going through it. some people like few people yeah, there might be a few little uh, sporadic cases here and there, but I think a lot of it was uh, just kind of through the weekend. But yeah, I know mm -hmm. they were coming out saying they fixed it, and then, like you mentioned earlier, <laughs> people were saying, hey, no, it's still not working for me. Yeah, which is crazy, you know, like the it, fact that it, they just kept doing that. Yeah, they knew it wasn't fixed, but I think that they had to create some type of public image of, oh, it's fixed. It's, uh, don't, don't worry about things. In the background, they're still running around with their heads cut off and <laughs> trying to figure out how to fix it. But yeah, right. they shouldn't be trying to lie to the public just to try to save face. They should just be honest and just, you know, people will support you if you're honest. Yeah. Yes, it, it does create an interesting thought behind that, though. Um, at least from what I was just thinking about is, like you said, you know, it's never a good idea to lie out in the public. But it just kind of makes me wonder with companies like this that are so big, you know, do they just kind of look at it as like whatever you know people we still have our loyal followers who's you know even if we do say these things or lie you know it's not really going to damage anything too much you know or do they look at it as a way of saying hey well we honestly thought we did fix it or a majority of it but you know there were still issues to be had and we just wanted to come out and just communicate that it should be that it should be good to go for a lot of players that would be fixed you know on their end would have it fixed and you know without trying to disregard the other people who still have issues so it was just, I don't know. It's just something that makes me very curious about, you know, their approach to that. Because it can I mean, be hard. Go ahead. Oh, no. I thought you finished, kid. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it because it can be hard because, you, you know, you could, they might think that, okay, yeah, this should fix, you know, hopefully everybody. But then technology, man, they're just, it's just so sporadic. And, you know, uh, I know just like from PC gaming, um, I, I've seen so many, blogs and, and and forums and stuff and posts where uh where somebody will say you know oh yeah this game works perfectly on my machine and then somebody else will say you know i can't even launch the game and it's just with all the different specs and technology and you know internet and just everything out there it's just so many possibilities so it's it can be tough it can be real tough it's right. just to me a bad how you say it? it's a bad program um I don't know if, if there's any other options to fight against piracy, but I've been hearing issues about DRMs for years. So oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, is this the only option they have or the cheapest option? Like, I don't really know, because it's got to be some better options out there than that. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'll say this. When it comes to, you know, digital games that you bought, yeah, I agree. They they need to they, they got to fix that. It's like if you bought it digitally, they should have some kind of way that even if you don't have internet or their services are down, you should still be access. You should yeah, still be able to access the games that you bought. Like that's that's kind of unexcusable, and that should hopefully be addressed and and fixed. Hopefully, um, I say where it gets tricky 
is uh with the game pass mm-hmm. um that 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 that's where it gets a little more tricky when either their services are down or even vice versa because like for me this past weekend i actually didn't have wi-fi for a little bit on sunday and mm-hmm. because i didn't have wi-fi i couldn't access game pass even single player games mm-hmm. um so i i know with with that it gets a little more tricky because it's like how do you you know still have that service and make sure that you know somebody doesn't pay for it once and it shuts off internet and then now it just has access to all these games forever you know that that that's where it gets a little bit more tricky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the funny thing I do find out of this, though, is that you have both PlayStation and, you know, Nintendo that, don't, that, 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 that does not face this kind of issue, right? Yeah. You know, at least now. And it's funny because both of those companies were not, they're not exactly the most, uh, they don't exactly have the most friendliest approach to game preservation. Yeah, and I find it hilarious that the one company that does actually have a good form of game preservation would suffer from something this crazy with the DRM issue. It is interesting. Yeah, something else. Uh, I just I thought that was funny. Something else is, but <laughs> <laughs> nice. You don't want to give me any suggestions? I mean, if they want to pay me for my ideas, I ha- I'll nice. be happy. I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, you know what? Them. I'm not mad at that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not going to save them and then they're going to you know, send me some dollars. No. Yeah. Because you know they'll take that idea. You're right. Microsoft has a history of that. Yes, sir. I see, a, I see any of that money. So, um, and there was something else I was just thinking about looking at this stuff. Oh, another thing that this, you know, this another thing that, um, the other thing that this teaches me is that we're definitely still not ready for any form of cloud gaming. Like, oh, good oh, point. I mean, we're, nowhere, we're nowhere close to it, man. Not with these issues. And like Kid said earlier, it's so complicated, you know, the technology and the internet, you know, because it's not exactly the most stable thing out there still. So, oh, yeah. I mean, aren't we oh, supposed guys. to be moving over to internet point two at some point or 2.0? Maybe. I mean, you probably would know more than we would. I gotta pay you. I gotta pay you to get that, <laughs> that uh, intel. No, nah, it's it's been talked about. You know, there's a it's a 2.0 internet that apparently we are moving over to that should make it a lot easier for Bluetooth communications and all that other stuff. So yeah, I I think that if the technology of the internet gets upgraded, then DRM might work a lot better. But for right now, it's a, it's it's um yeah, America's behind. It's what I was getting at. You know. But you, but you know, but you know, since you said that, that DRM would get, get would get a lot better. You know, I wonder if the question should uh, that is that should exist about that is you know, are we gonna be okay with it getting better, or do we just want to mm-hmm. get something different entirely? Because DRM can be abused and used as a form of control that most people wouldn't want to sign up for. You know what I mean? Or do they yeah. feel like they would get duped into it? But if you have no choice to play the right. game, then it is what it is. Mm. Um, yeah but yeah i see your point with that i just thought about that because you brought it up earlier about like got to be a different solution you know outside of drm that would be reasonable for uh, companies to implement that would protect them but also you know allow us the access that we paid for um so i just started thinking like yeah i mean you know is the future still in drm you know improvement or is it just something else entirely you know maybe something that can come from this internet 2.0 that you mentioned or even like a 5G um, thing that they're you know, pushing towards. I don't know. Yeah, I think that they spent a lot of money for the license of this thing. So they're going to have to use it until it's 
they see the cost was so. Yeah, gotcha. Guys, quick side note: Tiny Tina's has shipped. Oh, nice, nice. nice. Oh, I love that man. To update in real time. It's, it's it's on track to be here tomorrow sometime. Hey, yes, man. indeed. Okay, it will, it will be raining tomorrow, so maybe it'll be a delay. Maybe not. Oh, hey, Amazon don't play. <laughs> they do play. They play. They do play lot. sometimes. I'm with Star on that. They can, yeah, especially me. I don't know about y'all, but I'll get a message like, "Hey, we're gonna get it to you around this time," and then it's like you don't hear nothing else, and then the next day, "Oh, hey, there, we're gonna get to you today." We're just kidding. <laughs> yep, I had to happen a couple of times. Yeah. So, but you know, um, that uh, BP. I'm gonna skip around a little bit with the topics, but. You know, yeah, yeah. we're kind of already talking about Xbox. That kind of brings us to um, a recent development that kind of came out because, uh, unfortunately slash fortunately, we found out recently that uh, Xbox and Bethesda's their their big title Starfield um, has been delayed until next year. Um, that and along with but their new uh, other new game that uh, Arcane was working on, uh, what was it Redfall? Was the name? I want to say it's Redfall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just got delayed to early next year as well. Um, so as it stands right now, it looks like Xbox won't have um, any new releases coming out this year. Um, and so I I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I, th- I think, I, you know, as much as I hate uh-huh. delays and... Uh, huh? Huh? I'm just saying, <laughs> huh? I mean, I'm, I'm listening, though. I, I mean, <laughs> as much as I hate delays, I, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I want the game. I want it now. I want to play it. You know, I hate waiting. It sucks. I, I, I do understand that, you know, not only is there a lot going on in the world, you know, a global pandemic and everything like that, uh, you know, that is halting development a lot, but just make the game right. Just make it good. Take the time that you need and make a good game that to me that's more important i I, i'll i'll wait i'll be patient it's aggravating but i'll be patient but just make a good game you know yeah gotcha gotcha. you are the truest of consumers man you you (laughs) stick by these companies when they do you wrong um no that's not okay it's a whole year these games have been development prior to the pandemic so hopefully you think they were um, being developed prior to the pandemic because they mm-hmm. knew the console was coming out. So you have to have games being developed for that new console. If if they are this behind, that means they never had games ready. They never were. It had nothing to do with the pandemic. They just wasn't ready. And that's my take. I, now, I talked about this on a, on previous episodes, so I won't keep going on my rant, but these consoles were rushed. They were not ready. They just had to be first. And because Microsoft wanted to be first, Sony didn't want to be last. So Sony had to rush their console. And Nintendo said, back going, I don't care about none of y'all. <laughs> so, yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I, is that, well, is that true? Because Breath of the Wild was delayed as well. A game was delayed. Not the entire year of games. There's a difference. A difference. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I think I'm going to have to slide in the middle here, guys. And kind of have a mixed reaction to it. Um, and I really don't know how I want to break this down. Well, I'll just say, I'll start off with this. The, the bad part of it that I see is that, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but um, I was watching the Dreamcast guy. He's this uh, YouTuber. Um, and he actually brought up a point that I actually I was going to make, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I think <laughs> that this, <laughs> I think that unfortunately this will, at least in my opinion, have a negative effect with, PlayStation just because they can look at this now 
and you know with their upcoming PlayStation Plus tiers, they can be like, oh yeah, well, we definitely don't have to consider the day one releases or you know doing that anytime soon. Which I knew they were already arrogant and probably weren't going to do it anyway. But if you know, let's say Xbox has some really big surprises that were like coming out of nowhere for a 2022 release, that could have helped put a little bit more pressure on you know on PlayStation to maybe start considering it and really really be seriously considering it instead of kind of like as an afterthought. Hmm. So I do th- I think that it makes it's kind of like what Dreamcast guy said in his video is that it it makes him he thinks it's gonna make it make him lazy and I actually agree with that I just agree I agree with the fact that just the news like this for Sony or play a uh, PlayStation they're they're yeah they're gonna relish in it like oh man yeah so even though because even though we're suffering from shortages we're gonna have stuff coming out that people are gonna gravitate to so you know we still maintain that edge so yeah, I think I think it's unfortunate with that but. Now, on the plus side, um, I think that it really, I don't know if it really would affect them as much considering how popular Game Pass is. Yeah. And if they have, indeed, a lot of lineup that's coming for 2023 to make up for it, and people are willing to play that long game, because that's what Game Pass is, really, is a long game. Yeah. If people are willing to stick with that, then I think, if anything, they're going to grow a bigger appreciation for it. For the delays, because not only is they are they hearing the delays happening to ensure that they're getting quality products, at least that's what the game uh, Microsoft wants you to believe. Anyway, <laughs> dang. Um, well, I mean, I don't say that negative. I just I don't want to just assume that that's the case. And you know, yeah. you know, corporate, you know, me and corporations, man. You know, you already know. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So, but in the end of the day, as much as it stings, like you said, kid, if people people like you can people like you would have that viewpoint of, hey, the delays are going to be a good thing because they're going to get it right or work harder to get it right. Um, and then we're going to get some amazing lineups for 2023. Yeah. So, and it's, kind of, it's kind of like you said, uh, I'm not too, too worried about it because I do, I know they have that Game Pass and sure, they might not have any first party titles that might add to it in the next coming months, but I know that they're going to be keep throwing out these big uh, third party games to add to it. Um mm-hmm. And so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And it's all, and that's a good advantage that they have because it's like they can almost kind of sit back as just like a straight up publishing house and just say, okay, you know what? We're okay. We don't have any of our new games because, hey, we'll throw out some money. We'll buy, uh, you know, get the license to put this game or that game on Game Pass and just sit back for a couple months or so and do that. Um, and another thing to kind of uh, keep in mind is that this year might be dry for them. Yeah. Uh, but the merger should probably, hopefully, maybe be complete next year with Activision Blizzard, you know? So these dry spots, I, I think they're not going to last too much longer, especially if that acquisition does go through. And you actually bring up a good point I think I was thinking about earlier. Um, cause I was in, and, and, and quite honestly, guys, I was really, really trying to weigh pros and cons and going back and forth. Cause I couldn't really make a, a conclusion either or of, Oh, this is a terrible thing or oh, this is a good thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and one of those things I was trying to help me decide was, okay, this could be an issue for them that backfires against them. Cause they, they've got an influx of people who got Xbox, you know, series X's with game pass. And they were thinking probably, Hey, you know, I'm going to be able to play Starfield this year or whatever else that Xbox had cooking this year. And then they yeah. hear, they find out, oh, no, that's not going to happen. So now that might drive them to be like, well, no, I'm dropping this you know, membership. I'm, I don't care no more. Um, so I was just wondering in my mind, like, you know, is there any type of form of strategy that they need to perform? Like like you said, with maybe expanding on the third-party support, yeah. adding more third-party games to the lineup? 
or even with the acquisitions, like you mentioned with Bethesda and Microsoft, you know, do they work out some, since that, that the, the, I mean, those deals are still in the work. Well, I know Bethesda, they already acquired, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, they're pretty much over done. and done. <laughs> yeah, so so with uh, Activision, I know that's still kind of in the works, but maybe they could work yeah. out some kind of thing where they're like, hey, we're going to be a, pretty much, it's pretty much set in stone anyway, so why not find a way to broaden our game access um, Ooh, yeah. with that? You know what I mean? Like, just have that kind of discussion with this, them to say, hey, you're coming onto the team. Why not go back and look at some of your really hot titles to put in the Game Pass? And I think, contrary to what maybe some people may think, that would really boost the value of Xbox, uh, the Game Pass. You know, you know, VP, that's actually a good point because uh, something we didn't get a chance to talk about yet um, is the fact that they are still having their Xbox, you know, game showcase. You know, even though E3 isn't here any anymore mm -hmm. or this year anyway xbox is still going to have a little showcase uh next month um let's stress a little showcase oh dang this man right here <laughs> but you uh you made a good point bp because what like what if they had the showcase and they were like hey guys so we're buying activision here's all these games on game pass from activision you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah since they don't have anything coming out this year like that that would be pretty that'd be pretty epic yeah, you know, because I mean, they, you know, I think they would, I would have to believe a little bit that they get some form of success from the EA Pass being included. Oh, yeah, it is included. It, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Y'all hey, so, yeah. keep falling for the digital um, downloads and stuff <laughs> all you want. Let your internet go out, and that Game Pass means nothing. I like them to make games that can be on physical discs so that I can actually play my games even without them being. Uh, you know, online. Like, I just kind of don't think that this this is the best technology right now, but we can't really trust them at all. Especially with unreliable connections and DRM issues. So yes. I get you. I get what you're saying. Hey, hey, if my internet goes out, that's a bad time, just in general. <laughs> hey, man, the sun has been acting pretty crazy as of late. So those EM, um, I'm not going to even get into that. I'm sorry. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> hey, man, you I'm had me interested, man. You gave me a little teaser. Going on right now, man. No doom and gloom. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, we do got plenty of that in the world, so I mean, yeah, wouldn't be. I mean, it wouldn't be that much worse for it to yeah. be part of the conversation. <laughs> hey, I, I want to be the the, the lighthearted guy. I want to make people laugh. Oh man, gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, but you know, uh, Star, you just made a good point about uh, our other topic, and that is the uh, let's just say raving success of Overwatch Two. <laughs> <laughs> People are sarcasm. Just loving that game, aren't they? Um, some are actually, um, but there's a lot out there, uh, a lot of people out there who aren't. Yeah, this is very mixed feelings on it. Yeah, I would say so. So a lot of people felt it was very lackluster because if you've been playing Over Overwatch one for for how many years now? About four years, maybe. It's been uh, a while. It's been around. Was it 2016 that came out or something? Oh shoot, about six years. I think so. I want to maybe I'll double check that, but I think it came out in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So if you've been playing or watching people play Overwatch for the last six years, and then you want to take a look at what they're doing with Overwatch 2, and you're basically, basically still looking at Overwatch 1, the excitement level just goes kaboom because it's, not, it's nothing new. Yes, you have new gameplay with so new game mechanics, you might have two or three new characters. You might have a PVE uh, mode, but it's the same exact 
So there's no excitement if you've already been seeing this the same exact game for the last six. So I don't know. They they should have been doing a lot more with the graphics. They could have been changing the art style or doing something to make this game stand out as being an upgraded game or a new standalone game instead of making it feel like it's a DLC. Got you, got you, yeah. got you. And I was looking at some of the screenshots, like you mentioned about the visuals, because um, there's like a lot of screenshots that are being shared on Twitter, for example, where people are doing side by side comparisons between one and two. And yeah, I mean, it, it's as I'm looking at it, it does look very strikingly similar. I didn't yeah. even see any of this stuff, but yeah, it's. I yeah. mean, the lighting is different, but it's still <laughs> essentially the same map. The ray tracing is the only thing that's different, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. What are you gonna say, kid? My bad. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I, I, I just I don't see the need for a full sequel on this. It, it just seems more of like this could have been an update that they pushed Thank out. Thank you. That's what uh, I was saying. Yeah. You know, and, and just especially since it's already a live service game. You know what I mean? So they already have, uh, you know, so they've been adding characters and maps and stuff like that. Like all they had to do was just push out a visual update. Um, and add these new modes and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's just unnecessary, honestly. Um, it's, especially since the, it's it's just so confusing because it's not much different from the original. It's just kind of like like that in between. Because I think you can still play with people who have Overwatch One or still play Overwatch One or something like that. I did not know that. Wow, that's All right. crazy. Or something like that, because I remember when it first was announced, and I was like reading up on, it, I was like, "Wait, what? Like, so, so what's the what's the point? Like, why?" Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually. I mean, this actually this this conversation can get really deep deep with this stuff, man. You know, because I know that's what we were going for with the whole sequel idea. Like, you know, with Overwatch, is it really a sequel or is it one point five? But yeah. it's kind of like you said, kid, with it being just really unnecessary given what we've seen. Um, it just makes me wonder if like, you know, cause I'm sure companies kind of do these studies and they run these surveys and, you know, ask players. I just kind of wonder if, if, if they kind of feel they need to do attitude to these games, you know, like destiny two, for example, you know, cause yeah. some could argue that it was pretty much essentially the same thing. Um, but they just had a, you know, slap a two on and, and I guess change it up quite a bit to justify it being part two. But mm-hmm. I mean, the mechanics and the, and everything was still just pretty much the same and, People kind of were, at least from I, from my perspective, well, I, I still broke. was hoping that they would have continued with Destiny One just because it was so well, at least I thought well done, and they could have just added to it instead yeah, of making a whole they, new sequel. They broke um, Destiny when they made Destiny Two in the, in the in the beginning because those shaders that was taking up all my inventory space. Oh yeah, Oof, that that was, that was just ridiculous, man. That was that, terrible. And then they and they added the um I can't remember that store um. Something verse, um, oh, this oh, is the Eververse. Eververse. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Store, I thought that. Oh, this is gonna be kind of cool. There was nothing cool about that. It was like, <laughs> and, and and I also wanted to make sure that I'm not misleading the the listeners because with Overwatch two, they did change the maps, so they made the maps more open world, I guess, in a sense. But mm-hmm. you can have more options. You're not being controlled down a certain path. You have more options to be able to flank and everything else. And there's some better ideas in Overwatch 2, but they could have just done all of that with Overwatch 1. It's really it's, interesting, especially when you look at it's coming from Blizzard. And, like, you know, you look at their biggest game, arguably, World of Warcraft, and it's like 
you know, for years, people have been clamoring for like, hey, mm-hmm. where's a WoW 2? But, mm-hmm. you know, their philosophy is we don't need a WoW 2. We just, we got World of Warcraft. We'll put out a couple, you know, expansions every two to three years or whatnot and just mm-hmm. keep providing updates. I mean, that game has been around, what, over 15 years now at this point? So it's just... Yeah. It's just odd to me that they already have a model like that that works that people still buy and play and still makes them money so why they wouldn't just do that exact same thing here like don't make quote-unquote overwatch 2 just have overwatch next level and, and sure maybe charge 10 20 bucks for it you know because you have new substantial content but it's just it's just a weird choice all around like it just doesn't feel right did yeah, go back to the drawing it, board. Are they saying that they are looking into people's complaints and like they seem like they are really listening, even though they technically did not listen at all? Well, so because <laughs> what one of the things I want to think look back at is because you know I know the question does come up often why like kid mentioned about you know World of Warcraft working with its formula, so why do they feel the need for sequels for anything else that could stand to have the same focus or the same um, process? Um, I know, like with Destiny, for example, they were they was they were pretty much under contract originally with um, Activision, Activision to yeah. put out sequels, which I didn't know that originally. I know when they first announced <laughs> Destiny, they were like it's a ten year project, so I'm thinking, oh, yep. kind of like World of Warcraft, where they're gonna just ex- you know expand it. But you know, you know, later on, I found out, oh no, they were they had to furnish sequels. Um, yeah. So that Destiny Four, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it just makes me wonder because like. You know, because I know I had some people that in, in my life that said, hey, no, I actually wanted to get a sequel. And, you know, I just kind of was like always wondering about, but why? Like, I don't, you know, it's, it, you can build off that game because the game is amazingly popular, especially with the Taken King release for Destiny 2. I mean, I'm sorry, Destiny. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just thought it was a great model that they would continue on. But then that sequel hit and it's just like, oh, that killed. I mean, mind you, they got it back now, but it just. It just to me, it just seemed like a whole lot more work when they could have just built off the first game and kept that player base strong. Yeah, what what um, was the stand? What stood what stood out for me with, with um, Destiny was that there was technically no game like it. Like when I played Destiny, I'm like, oh, this feels different and it's still fun. Overwatch, there's many types of games like Overwatch, so you felt you you feel like they may want to change it up some so it can stand out from the other games. But they didn't do anything with two that makes it stand out. They kind of made it seem like they are dividing their own um, player base. And I don't understand that kind of mindset. Why would you cause a rift in the people who have been supporting your game from day one? Yeah. Well, I don't get it. Well, I mean, and I know some people would arguably say they've been kind of doing that for a minute, even with Overwatch 1 with the later updates. You know how they were changing up some things so much, you know, so many times. And people were just getting kind of tired of it. It was like, why do you, you know, keep switching up like the classes? Because then they, they originally had what four different classes, right? Yeah, and they grouped them back and into they, I think like was three, it now five. Is it five? No, it's like well, yeah, because you have like play the this tanks. game like every day, huh? Don't y'all play this game every day? Yeah, yeah, well, hey, well, hold on, hold on, because hey, it's, it's, it's you have the tanks, you have the um, DPS, and then you have the, uh, the healers. Healers, yeah. But before you had, you had tanks, DPS, defense. And he was there. We go. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, maybe because I knew around that time people were really just getting upset, and other people were like, "Why, why, why?" I mean, they're changing up for the better, and it's like, is it for the better, or is it? Do they have some kind of agenda behind this that isn't sitting well with the majority of players? But maybe it's you know doing well with the 
esports crowd or something, you know. It's uh, all it's all about esports, and that's that's been the the focus that I think Bungie at one point was trying to do with Destiny Two. Yeah, um, nobody yeah, <laughs> nobody buys a game because they want you to watch them play on Twitch and have it on esports. People buy games because they want to sit in the house and play online with their friends or with their family. Mm-hmm. Don't make the focus on esports. That's yeah. no, don't do that. Well, well, I I will say a lot of people do. E- esports mm-hmm. are huge. it's popular. It is popular. Let me tell you how popular esports is. Oh, it's wow. so popular <laughs> that they have to pay people some crazy amount of money just so they can keep that that whatever foundation of what esports is alive and afloat. So they they tank so much money into keeping that little thing that they call esports running that yeah they need it to stay alive it's so much money pouring into it that's that money could be used to making better games i'm just saying man no one cares i know you saying people care about esports but no it's like any other sport it's the players and the athletes and the pros that really care the the, the casual player who outnumbers them we just want a game to play that's kind of a that's that is a very uh I don't know. That's a very interesting topic, honestly, too. Just to kind of, you know, because I, I get what you're saying on that too. It's like, it, at least for me, like I know esports are very popular. You know, like, like with whether you're talking about, you know, uh, Overwatch or like Street Fighter, for example. I mean, my goodness, you know, that's a huge deal. Deal, but you know, like I think with at least Street Fighter, it could be argued that they don't design that game solely for the esports in mind, right? Mm, no, I don't think so. so. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of that could be kind of a good example to use in that in regard to saying, "Hey, you can still do your esports thing, but you don't have to model the game for that." You know, like you can just it could be like a a welcome addition to a game that people just enjoy playing in general. Yeah, because I, I mean, I Destiny learned that. Destiny do too had to learn that the hard way. Like you know, to to Star's point, they did the esports thing with the four v four, and people were just furious about that. It's like no, like. Yeah, we get the esports thing is cool, but you know we are your fan base. You know we want the six v six. You know, like you know you have to make that change, or we yeah. just are not gonna play it. I so. just went, I just went online and look up, and I, so I I'm correct. So they spent oh. <laughs> over sixteen million dollars in esports scholarships to target um, U.S. colleges and high schools to get students involved in this thing. They are going out their way big time to keep this franchise, if you call it that, I'm not sure, running. It's a bubble, and it's going to pop it. I think it already popped, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, but definitely with that division. I think part yeah. of it anyway. They had dissolved part of that division, I think. And they and they can't let it. They can't let it just go out. They 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 got too much riding on it, but they don't understand that if they keep trying to focus on esports, they're going to destroy so many good gaming ideas because those gaming ideas aren't going to make money to keep the esports afloat. I think they need to focus on just the games. It shouldn't be about sport. My goodness, it's gaming. It's like, I'm not going to knock it for people who think some games can be considered a sport. I just feel like a sport to me is a physical thing. Mm-hmm. I I just I just think that the new generation growing up, they're being raised to call to call certain types of gaming a sport. And so that's a new thing. I'm not part of that generation. So I'm not gonna knock it. But just using common sense, you're not actually doing any type of sporting anything when you're playing a game. 
It's just not. It's not. Oh, it's not. Oh, holding a controller and you are playing the same game I'm playing at home. So it's it's not it's not the same thing. The only difference is they created a system where you can make money for your 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 reason for playing. You can make money out of it versus me just doing it casually. So Ooh. I don't know if people are gonna take too kindly to that, but hey, you know what? I, mean, I get it though. I get it. Hey, I get what you're the saying. It hurts. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, kid, you want to say anything or add anything? Because I, I, I think I had a couple thoughts I want to add. Hopefully, I don't forget uh, about that topic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just right here. Uh, yeah, kind of what you said earlier, VP. I think uh, it's always best when companies um, design the game and then the esports community just forms around it, rather when it they specifically design the game for esports and then you know, hope people like the game as well. I, I never liked that approach. I always just, I'm just like, make a game, and then if people like it and it's competitive, then let it just form naturally. So I'll, I, mm-hmm. I never liked that approach. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with Star with maybe the Overwatch eSport league might not be as big as maybe it was a couple of years ago, uh, but eSports as a whole is, is still massive. I mean, if you look at Dota 2, League of Legends, oh, yeah. you know, oh, I know yeah. Valorant um, is the new hot, you know, cup of tea right now so it's Those it, bubbles it, man they are bubbles oh, oh dude i, I don't oh, know they've been dota, for a minute. yeah, yeah dota 2 well, league of legends those esports championships have been years and they make you can make a lot of money <laughs> by winning my, those that's things. my point they are okay i'm trying to make this make sense from from out of my head out of my mouth they are big <laughs> because they're putting so much money into it that's what i'm getting at yeah they are very big because you can make money and this for anything with making money it, it gravitates people towards it uh, but for me sitting down looking at somebody playing esports eh, it's 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 a bubble you you can't not everybody's gonna always stay paying attention to that there's other things in life more important than somebody on the controller doing something in a game it's just i know they're trying to get us into wanting to be that kind of person and think the next michael jordan is somewhere in esports but it's it's just weird. I just call. I, that's just me. I'm sorry. It's it's not. Yeah, no. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, but I think there's more that goes into it too with those individuals that are highlighted in the esports scene because you know a lot of them carry a certain charisma, um, and you can argue that the companies do that intentionally too. But you got other people who are just you know flat out YouTubers who kind of be in those scenes too. Um, that well, they got money. prominent. Well, they got prominent from their own kind of personality, though. You know what I mean? Because a lot of it comes from personality more so than the actual gameplay. They just happen to resonate with them because, oh, they play this game that I like, too. You know, so I think that's where a lot of that popularity comes from. But um, to go um, off of what Kid was saying, too, like, I love how you brought up the idea, like you said, about it being a natural thing that companies need to look at when um, developing games um, around just the love of it instead of like focus on the esports because another thing I will say that it does esports is if they design it that way and then it attracts the esport scene for you know god help any you know like you said uh, Stark god help any casual gamers that come in and want to try to game out because then they got they got to get met with a bunch of like get good and Oh, if you're not in this to, to be take it serious, then you shouldn't be playing this game. And it's just like, well, I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? And that might be a turnoff just mm-hmm. in general for games, you know. Like I think, and honestly, that can kind of uh, cause detriment to the gaming world because if you, because if you think about it, let's say if you just play every once in a while, or you come back to gaming after so long, you know what I mean? Because maybe you got a little more time freed up, and all you run into is people who are like want to be esporters 
or you know just people you see on youtube or whatever just out there just like yeah if you know your whole mission isn't to get good in this game then what, what are you even doing over here and i know that it's the idea that they have this mentality because that's how they play but when you're effectively putting it out there in the general sense that's what people are going to pull from it and they're like well look i don't have to play all that you know what i mean like right. it's not like the game and i remember from back before all this you know where it was just simply me plugging in and playing maybe playing with some friends now it's just competition 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 get good get good and then um, here's the other thing not to cut you off issue. but we came across this so much in overwatch you have certain smurf accounts of people who just they have ways it Here's the thing, I won't call them cheaters because I don't know exactly what they're doing, but if you get so good in a game and you can understand every single type of export and you can kind of like count frames, it's, it reminds me of playing poker. And let's say you're playing professional poker. It's frowned upon if you count cards. It's frowned upon when you do certain things to cause you to have a, a like a, a head up, or not a head up, but have a... um. A better chance at winning the game because you know how to manipulate the cards a lot of these esport players they're not good because they're great they're good because they know how to influence and export certain type of weaknesses in the game you don't notice it because you're not as good as them to do the same thing so they are doing some crazy moves in some of these games and it's not because they're good they just know how to export the game so what kind of referee system are they in, like putting into esports to make the game fair for people who want to play and still have a like a competitive edge. You know, it's funny. Go ahead, go ahead. Kid. I, was, I was gonna say, wouldn't you classify that as being good? Because part of the game, you know, is is having that understanding of well, what goes good against this, or if somebody does this, how do you counter it? You know, it's like that's different. Like, it's like but it's like stuff. chess, right? Like to be good at chess, you got to know. And think three, you know, moves ahead. You gotta moves, know, yeah, yeah you got to know what somebody's going to do. Yeah, you're missing what I'm saying. I'm talking about exporting, not just knowing the game, but knowing the, the actual weaknesses in the, the design of the game. Because, again, games are not perfectly made. Chess itself is like been around a thousand years. It's technically a basic game that you can then use your own you know, logic to figure out how to outsmart your opponent. In some games, you just can have somebody that knows how to just button press a certain way. That's not outsmarting. You just know how to manipulate that that export in the game against somebody else. It's it's a lot different than chess or comparing it to an actual physical game like football or basketball. And there's a lot of other variables that makes you good versus someone else. It's, you know, but but esports and certain games where there's loopholes and broken mechanics um, or characters that's a little bit off balance there's a lot of things that can make it not technically a sport but just more of just just people who know how to export things and that's just me well you know all this this conversation now actually this is actually a pretty good deep dive to really discuss or to look into more i mean i don't know if we'd have the time to, to look into it now but yeah, it's like way it could be a nice <laughs> yeah but i mean it's it's a I definitely well, yeah, but I mean, it's definitely a good insight to what maybe the next episode's topic can be, where we can kind of discuss um, the idea of being really good at a game, you know, is, you know, because you bring up good points about the exploitation versus just being very skilled at the game because you memorize the maps well or something like that. Because as an example, just as a little quick 
thing that when you were talking like that, it kind of made me go back to the days of like, you know, like Halo or Killzone, where, you know, you had your players that were really good, you know, and I was in the slouch. I was pretty good, too. But one of the things I hated was how people exploited spawn, spawn camping. Yep. And I remember hearing that about like people making that argument that, well, I mean, they're just good because they memorize where people spawn at. That doesn't make them exploitative. And I'm like, well, actually, it does. Because what 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 chance do people have that come in to try to do something or, you know, uh, put something together as far as offense or defense when they're li- literally getting gunned down as they pop up? And I know that's what a lot of people would rage quit in certain games like that, because it's like, you know, and other people be like, ah, you just mad because you're not as good. And it's like, what do, what do you mean? What, what do you mean as good when all you literally did was find out where people would spawn at, you know, to, to kill them? So, yeah, that just brings up a good kind of interesting deep dive to look into as far as what classifies a, a great player, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, can we still consider that a person, a great player that finds those exploits and takes and use it to his advantage? Or do we simply rely on calling a great player someone who just has the nat- uh, natural skills and ability? You know, like they can be put in any situation and just make do with the odds. And you've seen that happen in Overwatch. It's certain maps, some of those some of those players are just perfect perfection. They know how to take you down, take them to a map that they can't exploit. They are not mm. good at all. So mm. it's it's not. Yeah, I, it's I interesting. Know. It's interesting. No, but you bring it up like you know because. I never really gave, gave it that much thought, you know, like I always kind of just imagine like at least and I'm not saying this to say for every gamer and how everybody should feel the same way. But like my definition of a great player, um, even for myself, I hold myself to the standard that I was somebody that or I, I saw myself as somebody that, you know, if I can adapt to the gameplay, you know, like if I get dropped into a Call of Duty map. And I could go around and take people out, not really even even not really knowing where I'm supposed to be going or, you know, where the good, you know, hideout spots are or, you know, little uh, uh, windows to go into for good sniping abilities, you know, like I was learning everything on the fly and then, you know, racking up kills that way. So I would always leave that as great, whereas somebody else may like look, you know, look at it like, no, no, that's just you running around like, you know, a chicken with his head cut off, you know, like you got to have a strategic plan. You had to literally go into this game and play like in the offline offline modes to learn the maps well, you know, to, to, to find out all the different advantage, advantage points and uh, where the tourists are put, put up at, you know what I mean? And yeah. I always kind of looked at it like, well, you know, I guess that can still be considered good just because you spend that amount of time to learn those things as opposed to people who really don't either have the time or care that much to do so. But it does, add, just, it does beg that question of what exactly um, would deem that player to be great you know like do we accept all different aspects even the exploitations or do we just simply rely on the natural abilities or your willingness to learn the uh locations and mechanics of the game yeah so i don't know it's just interesting you know i i don't know how to sway the way um i mean i would sway more towards the the issue i have with exploitation like you mentioned because i absolutely hate things like spawn camping like i man i would definitely have left the game in a heartbeat <laughs> when that happened Oh, yeah. I was not because I mean, I'm not going to sit there and just dial like 15 times in a row and then you sit there and, 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 and hear you talk trash like you really did something. Exactly. Yeah, that was almost as bad as coming across people who, mind you, like if we play on, you know, team battle games or PvP and they'll sit there and uh, talk all this trash like after their whole team came to help them and ki- to kill you, then it's like, oh, hey, yeah, get good, you know, noob. And it's like, but you didn't do anything. Like everybody else did stuff. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not like, a fan of stuff would aggravate me either. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't care about that. It was just like the idea that you put yourself on this pedestal when you're really not that great. Like you had people help you, which is fine, but don't make it seem like you did everything. I call it the like Tom Brady effect, where it's like, oh, Tom Brady is the greatest player ever. Which I'm like, okay, cool, but what about his team? Yeah, like he can't do nothing if his team decide all to walk away and let him get sacked over and over. Like, exactly. how good is he going to be then? So I just, exactly. I just hated that mentality. Phenomenal. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, we'll we'll see. That's a challenge to the people who play with him. Like, just walk away from see see how well he uh, gets down and see how that turns out. Yeah, man, they want that ring on his finger too. They ain't walking away. I know. I'm just look. <laughs> just, just look. You know, and I don't mean no harm by it. Like, I don't have no issue with the guy or nothing. I just hate how people like to, to do that, where there's just like this one man is like you know among all you know what i mean above all where it's like oh yeah he's clearly you know what i mean when it's just there's so much that goes into a person making a person great not just them yeah like so. lebron james and colby and michael jordan yeah they yeah. Can actually they can actually hold the whole team down themselves ah yeah. but even that's debatable like i mean they can't like if there, there's nobody else on the team it's just one v five or something nah that ain't, that ain't yeah. happening i can honestly say i, I witnessed michael jordan hold the whole team down like it's it's crazy some of the things he used to do back in the day oh no i'm not taking that away from <laughs> those players dude not at all like they're great phenomenal athletes and, and, and players to their right but i just i don't know like for example like there was pippen with, with jordan you know like you, you know what i mean so it, it wasn't necessarily just jordan doing everything you know he had people he had he had people he can dish, dish the rock out to yeah there's one you know, particular game happen. It was one particular game. I may have to go on YouTube and see if anybody kept it uh, alive on some type of you know on the channel. But Jordan handled the whole team on his own, and I have to find it. I, I don't remember the details, so I'll leave it alone till I find it. But that was a crazy moment as a kid seeing or you know, witnessing. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But it's again, it's it's not something that someone as an athlete in a team should have to do. It's a team sport. Everyone mm -hmm. should play their play their part, but. Sometimes you just got to say, you know, you want things done right. Got to do it yourself. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's just interesting, though. We might can hopefully go more into it. I know we kind of went a little over, but maybe for the next episode, we can go more into it. I'm down for that. Yeah. All so. right. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, man, I think so. I think so. Nobody else has nothing else to add or anything. We all good? We got all frustrations out, Star? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not, not even close. Oh, okay. I have not. I have not had the same. I have a have uh, the mindset right now to really vent the way I want to about this. Got gotcha. you. So yeah. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. So you just getting started? Kind of. <laughs> oh boy. Well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll have some better news for y'all out there about Star's um situation with the PS5. I'm really hoping anyway. <laughs> By the way, I never even gave went into. I meant to add more into the DRM issue where I was experiencing frustration with um, GTA. I haven't been able to sign in oh, for a few yeah. days now. So. Just kind of adding to that whole frustration of, you know, not being able to access a game that you, you know, paid for. That you got, yeah. Put time in. Yeah. So, but hey, whatever. Maybe that'll be for the next episode. I'll probably update y'all and see where that's at. Oh, you will. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes yeah. to Rockstar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> should we, I wonder if we should do that next episode, man. We should we share that story I had? I mean, I, I might have already done it, actually. Yeah. I might have already done it. I have to go back and listen to old episodes, but yeah. Well, okay, well, all right, fellas. I think, you know, I think that's good, man. I think so, too. Time to get some food and get some sleep. Indeed. <laughs> Kids going right, to like, send us. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs>
He was too excited about that sign-off, man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't oh, hear that, kid? He was just like, yeah, kid's going to sign up. Yes. Yeah, I see that. Dude, time to go eat. Well, yeah, man. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for joining us to listen to us ramble for a couple of minutes. As always, we appreciate you. Yes, yes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, I apologize, y'all. But I want to say that after the recording is over, I still need to tell you my uh, theory on the multiverse of madness. I oh, think I know what they're doing. I'm going to leave everybody else out the loop so we don't have to put the spoiler. So Dang, yeah. peace out, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty.